1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast at Red Circle, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also the Five Reasons YouTube, YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also, check us out on our off the floor feed that's text directly to your phone, winnow.app. Backslash off the floor and check out the great sponsors of the Five reasons Sports Network. This episode is sponsored by U Break Wheel Fix. You can find them at ubreakwheelfix.com. That's with a U. you. You This is a complete wheel solution. They do the powder coating, the refinishing, the repairs on the unforgiving streets of South Florida. They can even do the heat colors for you. Check them out at ubreakwheelfix.com or reach out to Mark and his team. They're in the Aventure area. You can also check out their Instagram page and it shows you all the cool stuff that they do. So check them out. You Break wheelfix.com. And now, today's episode.
2: Down to Biscay. Gang. I love you. Uh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buck the you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got it all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's have the guts. we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Can hang
0: it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me, Ethan J. Skolnick, on the Five Reasons Sports. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow the Greg Sylvander. Alex Toledo can follow the Tropical Blanket. And our guy today, now we need a nickname for you. We always start here um, with everybody. Orlando Robinson, star of Miami Heat Summer League, first-team All Summer League player. Are you going with a Big O, or is that one trademarked? Is there something uh, else you got to
2: use?
3: No, just, oh, just O, oh, O oh, in general. That's what's up. Oh, I
2: like it. Is that what just the team so, called you? Huh? Is that what is that what your teammates call you? For sure. Then For that's, sure. that's that's his name. That's yeah, it. Ethan.
3: There, there's already been a Big O, Oscar Robinson. That's the Big <laughs> O. So, you know, I think I'm just chill with O. I'll just take that
4: one.
1: Well, here's the thing. You can't use the number zero um, for obvious reasons. You already have one player on the team with that number and another one who may come who's worn that. So you can't just wear like the symbol for an O on, on, the, on the back there, though. So we appreciate it. But it seems like the big O would be appropriate. I mean, after what you just did, uh, what do you average like 25 in in, in summer league? Uh, so I, let, let's start. Let's start there just real quick. And we're going to pivot back to the basketball stuff in a second. Um, did anything you did in Vegas surprise you?
3: No, not at all. Um, I've been training ever since, um, I couldn't play in the playoffs to show out in summer league because I knew that's where I was going to have an opportunity to play. And, um, you know, just all that hard work and all the consistency I stuck with that entire time just led up to that moment and I was ready for it.
1: All right, let's uh, go to something else in your bio. Greg's really good at digging up these bios uh, on on you on on all of you
3: players here. Um, what musical instruments do you play? Uh, well, I know how to play the tuba. I did percussion when I was um, just like the basic drums. Um, like well, you know, have you seen Drumline? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, Drumline. I, I did that. I did the Nick Cannon little drum thing. It's been <laughs> been years but i still know how to like read music you music. had
1: to have been the tallest guy on the drum line though
3: definitely was definitely was definitely was yeah
1: so did they put you in the back then like how
3: does that work no we it wasn't really a drum line it was like sixth grade band but i know <laughs> like, you know you like you know like it's just you know how to play it.
1: Are, are your teammates aware of this particular talent? Like, does that, I mean, I mean, I know Jimmy's got to play the country music in the locker room, but, like, I mean, I could assume one day Jimmy would come in and say O, oh, or Big O, or O, oh, uh, just play the tuba
3: for us. Nope, that does not happen.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> They'd have to come to my house, and then, you know, like, once I have a house, you know, like, I'll probably have, like, a drum set in there. They'd be like, dude, you play the drums? i will be like, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Let's see a whole bunch of information because I'm gonna learn how to play like two or three for sure the, the drums
2: is dope though like if there's anything to play that's that to me that sounds like a lot of fun it um is. I also have to ask you quickly how you feel about your uh your Raiders heading into next season uh I heard you were a Raiders fan is that true or false am I that's getting true. bad information
3: no, that's true that's facts that's facts it's my hometown you know I gotta support the support the, support the Raiders for sure they gotta forward.
2: give the running back a
1: contract, don't they?
3: What are, what are they doing? They got to. They got to. They gotta pay him.
1: <laughs> I, I well I, most athletes feel that way about other athletes. But in this case, they definitely do need to pay him. He was, he was, he was, a, he was a good deal of their offense. Um, we're gonna pivot here to Alex and some of the basketball stuff here in a second. I I I just wanted to ask you this question because um we've had uh, we've had Matt we had Max Struce on the podcast uh, uh, last year, Gabe Vincent, Haywood High Smith, others. And they've all kind of talked about, you know, Miami being this place that you can grow as someone who who's undrafted, uh, maybe overlooked for one reason or another. But you come to Miami and you could be next. And actually, I remember, Alex, you and I, I think had Haywood on our podcast at, at uh, last year at Media Day. And he flat out said he said, I'm the next one. And in a lot of ways, he turned out he was that he, he ended up playing uh, some of those minutes in the postseason. When you went undrafted, was it a target? To get to Miami because we've heard that a lot of undrafted guys are like okay I need to get there because I know I'm going to get an opportunity Eric and the staff are going to help develop me and and maybe I can be the next one in this line was was did you and your agent like decide Miami or did you have a bunch of other offers you sifted
3: through honestly I had two it was either Washington or Miami but my agent knew like a lot more of what like Miami had to offer in terms of like their culture and, and how they take guys who are um undrafted like how I was and um he told me that was the best place to go in my situation because they really developed guys and then he uh, felt that our mindsets would match cuz i mm-hmm. carried myself as a professional in in a lot of different ways and um he felt that if when i got to miami that it would be like a an easy jumping point mm-hmm. i'd fit right in so um i trusted him and when i got there it's exactly what happened i fit right into what the program was it didn't take me long to adjust with the regiment and anything like that and the culture of Miami. So I would say like, it was a wonderful fit.
1: One more thing for me. Um, you know, you talk about the, the, the culture fit and all that. Why do you think you went undrafted in the first place? Because when we see your skill set now, we're kind of like, okay, skilled bigs in the NBA, you know, they're at a premium. You, everybody's looking for them.
2: Spoke uh, called them untrained eyes, Ethan. <laughs>
1: But he he says everybody else is an untrade. why do you think you went undrafted?
3: Well well, if I had to critique myself, I would say, um, coming out of college, like the three point I, I shot the ball pretty well. Not yeah. nationally great, like forty percent. I shot I shot the three well. Um like I'm not like catching um when I was in college I had the ball run through me like um all the time. I didn't really play off the ball much. Like, I wasn't an elite shot blocker. I wasn't an elite lob catcher. So, in that instance, I wouldn't be able to come into the NBA right, ready to go, you know. Mm -hmm. I would need to be able to play with the great players, obviously. Like, the ball is not going to be ran through me straight out the box. I mean, those situations only happen, like, once every, like, Trey Young and Luka and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It doesn't happen very often, even if you are skilled. So in my sense, like I had the ball ran through me. So it's kind of hard for me to get like, like the glitz and glamor, like lottery, I would say, because again, untrained eye, like I am skilled. I'm skilled with the ball, but a lot of teams probably didn't see me as being um, valuable early. So, um that's that's probably why I would say that because I didn't do anything exponentially great mm-hmm. in the league. You got to do something exponentially great or better than the people that are up there because if you're going to take somebody's job, it's one of four hundred. So,
1: like. I'll say that's pretty remarkable self awareness, actually. Right? Like you don't hear a lot yeah. of players who answer that question that way with actually a detailed answer. On that, um, and, and it shows kind of the stuff that you, you've 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 worked on since. I'm going to turn this over to Alex now because obviously we all watched you in Summer League, but I know he wanted to get into some stuff with you.
5: Sure. So kind of going off that, right? You, you mentioned how in college you had the ball running through you often, and then you mentioned now after getting basically a season with the Heat where you were the backup center for a couple of months there, and a lot of the fans were, you know, they were into what they saw. And now what what does it feel like after, you know, kind of playing both roles, right? Like having the ball run through you in college and then having to play a role um, for a team that's trying to win a championship. How do you feel now after having done that and then going back to the original role in college uh, in summer league, right? And getting this all summer league first team, all of this, what type of growth is it going to equal from you after kind of having experienced everything? Exponential because that's like two parts of my offensive game that I just
3: put together in a sense. Like, I, like in college, I was on the ball all the time. I had the ball, ran delays, dribble handoffs, all that. I had the ball, I was making passes through double teams, stuff like that. So I, I didn't lose any of those skills. But when I got to the league, I learned how to play more off the ball. Cause I mean, I got Jimmy, Bam, Tyler, Duncan, like all these great scores and great efficient scores. So now I know how to play off of them. And um in summer league you got a chance to see both both of those together. So and then that's kinda of something that I could I can grow upon because I'll have both parts of those games and I'll be able to do both of those things if needed. And that'll allow me to, to grow because I can space the four and shoot the three, I can play pick and roll, I can set good screens, I can put pressure on the basket by setting good screens like and um just putting both of those pieces of my game
5: together just make
3: my value go up as a player.
5: i mean we saw the a, a lot of different types of touch shots that we necessarily didn't see you take um while you were playing during the regular season we saw you kind of show off the three and we've seen you we've seen you make them at, at shoot rounds and practices before but what does it feel like to be able to show those types of shots off as well as like you mentioned putting the pressure on the defenses with the ball in your hand and kind of making plays and showing off all these parts of your game and doing it at such a high level to where you get that award. Um, how how much do you feel all of that stuff will translate immediately to, you know, the next regular season and going forward? Well, it's definitely going to take a, it's going to take a, um,
3: I'm not going to be able to do everything I was doing in summer league upstairs. I mean, I can, but, you know, roles change in the league, you know, knowing that, like, whatever the team asks you to do, you just got to do that at a high level. So based on what they've seen, if they allow me to do those things then they allow me to do those things if not then whatever role they put in front of me I'll master and and excel at that role at a high level
1: did, but- did, did you did you know Orlando though because it does seem again that they tend to feature a guy in summer league uh, like the over if you look back the years, if you go back a couple of years they put the ball in Max's hands a ton like yeah. he was making plays down the stretch he hadn't done any of that really uh for them in their system before and then they sort of saw the way that it played out were you tipped off to because we knew obviously you have you know first round picks from the past two years you know with uh with Nico and 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 now with Jaime and you know that we thought we'd see a little bit more I guess of both but they you know both had you know injuries and other things that went on here but I mean did they did Karan did Spo, did Pat or anybody say to you before somebody okay listen you're gonna get these looks here we want to see what this looks like and and you're gonna get these opportunities
3: um I mean, yeah, they did. I mean, just knowing like the draft picks, people getting drafted—that's just the politics of basketball. So, mm-hmm. of course, it's not as just simple as the best players are going to play or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like coming in, I knew like Nico and Jaime would have probably more. Like we probably have if the same, if, if not, they'd have it more. But honestly, I I didn't really let that affect me because I I knew once we get out on the court, me playing hard and me playing hundred percent is all that really is going to matter in Miami. Like they, they care about the intangibles, like the small things. Like if I go out there and score 30 every night and I'm terrible basketball and I'm not playing with my teammates, then they're not going to value that over me diving on the floor, taking a charge, chase down block, like getting that important rebound. Like they're looking more for that. And just knowing that going into summer league, I didn't, I didn't really like care that I wouldn't be like the number one option or whatever, but like. I just knew if I went out there and I played hard that everything would take care of itself, And that's what happened. And that's what
1: happened. You became that number one option. Go ahead. Go. That's
2: just, what I was going to say, you became that number <laughs> one option. It was, I mean, it was clear who was uh, the, the go-to guy down low. And I think you said something earlier about your ability to shoot and do other things, but playing a role and navigating the differences between when you were featured versus when you're not. And it kind of got me thinking about this element of you being in Miami and blossoming at the five spot. Obviously uh, Bam Adebayo is a mainstay in Miami. Um, You know, people have kind of dubbed him as, as the, the carrier of the culture for lack of a better term, in terms of UD stepping aside and Bam being that next guy, but he plays the five and he plays the same position as you. And so I'm interested to pick your brain about like in Miami, your trajectory in your eyes is what like what what where do you think you can get to and how you fit with this team knowing that one of the key cogs is a five and and you and I don't want to box people into positions too much, so this is inevitably going to be my follow-up question. <laughs> um, what is your thoughts about playing alongside Bam
3: out of bio? I mean I had i mean that that was the that's my goal honestly because um you know. A lot, a lot is put on Bam, a lot like defensively, offensively, like he's the anchor on both ends, and a lot is relied on him, and um, you know, just and, and and during the season, like I don't want to just be a backup. I want to be able to like impact the game. I mean, you can impact the game as a backup too, but like if I was going to start with Bam, I would be able to be that, that um, kind of like Kevin Love was, mm. like. He was able to space the floor. He was able to help Bam rebound, guard bigger players. Like everything wasn't on Bam. Like Bam didn't have to finish possessions, uh-huh. like guard guard to five, box out and rebound. La-da-da-da-da. He did He have to fight with three people to get the rebound. Like on the offensive end, if a shot goes up, he's not the only one going for the old board, you know? Like somebody else is helping him. So I, I watched a lot of Kevin Love when he was doing that and I said, that's a that's a role that I could fill that help Bam in the sense that I could space the floor. I could be active on the defensive end. I could help Bam rebound. We could put pressure on the, like, people would have to box both of us out. It'd take two, three people to box me out. It'd take two, three people to box him out. Like, it'd be a problem to, like, on the offensive glass. So, like, just a lot of those things are just going in my mind, and I could see it happening. I'm not going to take a spot because <clears throat> it's Bam. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: the question. I think it's interesting to hear your point of view in this perspective, you know, from your
3: perspective. <laughs> For sure, for sure. And, like, Bam is great, and he's just, like, up there. So, like, the only – I feel that I could play with him, though, and mm-hmm. I help out a lot in a lot of different instances by playing with him because of what I'm capable of doing. Did you have that con- – because you
1: mentioned Kevin Love when you did your Zoom call, uh, you know, prior to Summer League. I mean, have you and Kevin had those conversations? I mean, have you told Kevin that you've studied him in that way?
3: No. Oh. But he's coming back, so
2: <laughs> I just watched. I was just you don't watching. want to give him no credit.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm the, joking with you. All the credit goes to him because that's the guy I was watching. But I never like went to Kevin and like, yeah, talked to him about what he was doing. I was, you'd say, Le- leave, leave, be, like awkward, leave me, Kevin,
1: leave, leave me, Kevin, take us
3: there. You did that's like channel.
2: podcasters <laughs> trying to apply sensibilities to regular people in locker rooms.
3: See, sorry, yeah. Orlando. <laughs> oh, so definitely, probably going to talk more. When I get back to Miami, you know, because like it was in the playoffs, I don't want him to be tutoring me in the playoffs. I mean, he got a job to do, you know. I was just I was just being mindful, watching the things that he did, the intangibles, how he was taking charges. That's something. That's something I'm gonna have to learn because I don't I don't take charges. <laughs> what? UD let you on the bus like that? You can't. You got to
1: take charges if you play for the heat, otherwise, UD doesn't let you on the bus. Like, they does not let you on the plane.
2: Dwayne didn't take many charges.
1: Yeah, Dwayne was. (laughs) I mean, I, I, Orlando, you're great and everything, though, but I mean, Dwayne, where this is a different conversation. Dwayne didn't have to take a charge. That's all. Other
3: people took charges for Dwayne. That's all. That's how that worked. Never seen Bam take a charge, so I'm gonna just. I seen him. Good point. Good point. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that.
2: Good point. i
3: charge. Take charge. Uh, you
1: know what? You're right. I don't think I ever have seen Bam take a charge. I've seen him guard one through five and get back and block a shot after running all the way out to the perimeter, but I have not seen. Finally
5: him found a, a defensive weakness. I,
1: I, I, you know what? That must be why he can't win Defensive Player of the Year because there are no charges. That's going to be the next oh, excuse oh. why they give it to Rudy Gobert again. Is because we're going to say Bam doesn't take a charge. Uh, that's where don't, right. man, don't make me angry. Either. No, that's true. He doesn't take. It. He, well, he doesn't do anything. Hey, all all right. Hold hold out, sorry.
3: Why you get Defensive Player of the Year? I don't know. Don't know about. Yeah. yeah, it's it's
1: ridiculous. Was that was that you, you mentioned watching the finals though? I mean, obviously, look, you, you had a role for two months on this team, and I I know with the two way rules and everything else that was going on, and not being available or eligible to to contribute, was that frustrating at all? Watching this team go, I mean, it was great. I'm sure theater for you, and and you're happy for the guys, but I'm just I'm wondering, was it frustrating at all because? They did run into some bigger opponents, particularly the last one. Uh, I mean, did it ever think to, you ever think you said, "Wow, if I'd been eligible here, may, maybe Spo would have tapped me on the shoulder." Here, do you think there was any chance he would have done that? If I was on the team, no. If you were eligible, because there was the two-way situation, right? we coming mm-hmm. up at the finals where you weren't eligible to contribute. I'm just wondering if you ever looked at it and were like, "Okay, well, yeah, I mean, the guys are doing their thing, but uh, you know." I wish at least I was an option for Eric
3: here. Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, that's basketball one on one right there. Any basketball, when when you're when you're just watching it and you're just like, well, I wish I could go out there and play, like, (laughs) and help out in that situation. Like, obviously, like, yeah, in my mind, I was like, I I can help right now, but (laughs) that is not what. Playing. So I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's just fuel for the fire, you know? Like yeah. like this year I'm I'm on a team now. No. So now I can't I'm not gonna be in that position. because right. everything and everything in my power is like reminding myself that last year, like they didn't think I was good enough to impact the team. Mm-hmm. Or they wanted they wanted more veteran leadership. Like well, they got Kevin Love and Cody Zillow, those are vets. And yeah. I understand I'm just, I'm an undrafted player. Mm. Like they're trying to win playoffs. It's about business. I mean, they trying to win, they ain't playing around. They ain't just going to do that for anybody. So I said from that standpoint that, you know, they want veterans. They want people who have been in the league, been in that situation. So I didn't mind it. But going into next year, this year, it's definitely something that I'm taking with me because I wasn't able to help my team Mm. last year. I couldn't even get on the court. So now that I am on the court and now that I am in position to be on the court, I will then move differently when I get in that position again, because I'll have that fire of, you know, sitting out and not being able to play at all.
1: Well,
3: certainly more of a level playing field. Now
1: that you've gotten that, uh, that contract uh, that, that, that's, that's that certainly helps. All right. We're going to do rapid fire with Orlando before uh, we let him go. We're gonna do that right after the break. I do want to mention uh, a great sponsor here, the five reasons sports network Oceansfinest.com. The same premium seafood that gets delivered to the cruise ships, to the five-star restaurants in Miami. You can find it at oceansfinest.com, delivered directly to your door. They got the mahi-mahi, the lobster, the shrimp, all of that great stuff. Just go to oceansfinest.com. Again, that's oceansfinest.com. And again, you'll get the same type of seafood that the cruise ships get and the five-star restaurants get in Miami. And I can tell you, if you order it, it literally was here in 24 hours. I had it. Um, I can't cook, so others have to cook, uh, for me. Uh, but, uh, if you can cook all the better, uh, go to oceansvitas.com and get your premium seafood. All right, Orlando. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to these guys uh, before we let you close. Okay, we got. Who wants to go first? Greg, Alex. What what we got? Alex, you want to do you want to do this?
5: No, I was saying go to Leaf. I, oh, I go mean, to
1: Greg, right, right, you go ahead. Start. Let's
5: roll. So,
1: oh, I think Greg froze.
5: Oh man, that's what, incredible. All
1: right, you know what? I I, 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 no, I think Greg, Greg, you're frozen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tie in here for a second. Let me just. i I'll go to this one to you, Orlando. I think he's back. You back? Yo, am I back? You're yeah. back. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'm let you So,
2: go. my my apologies. When right. I, I say Miami Heat team that. captain, and you can't say UD, what's the first name that pops in your head?
5: Damn. Alex, Damn. go. I like how he went to that without any, not even a, a ounce of hesitation. It's amazing, man. considering the guy won't take, take a charge. Take but charge. still, there we go. <laughs> Alex, go ahead. Drop that. You better drop that.
1: <laughs> I will. Media <laughs> <laughs> right always going to start man, problems, right.
3: man. One defensive player of the
5: year, they do not take trouble. Media uh, always trying to start problems. No, but
3: um, my
5: my question is, um, you mentioned all the things that you can do and we saw all the things you can do. On the defensive side um, is, do you want to be somebody who can be used more often to switch out onto guards? We, sh- we saw you a lot, at, you know, showing and recovering. We saw you in the zone. We saw you blitzing. Um, where are the, the the kind of areas that you're trying to grow there? Um, in that sense, I would say um, taking
3: it one step at a time. That's extremely ambitious, but I know I can do it. I know I'm capable of doing it. Like Bam's been in the league a while and he's just now doing it. Like he, I mean, he's been doing it, but I'm just saying like now he's trusted to do it like they switch five Bam, So I know it's, I know it's a process. So like right now, like all I'm really focused on is guarding like one position and just making sure like that guy is like completely out of the game at this point. Like, if I'm guarding the five, like bro's not getting no rebounds over me. Like he's not in the game. Like I'm in the drop coverage. I'm in the blitz. I'm in the short. I'm in like whatever pick and roll wise. Like he's the defies the out the game. That's where I want to get it. And then after that, now I can guard the four. And then, like in that instance, then I'll be able to do all that. But I'm just taking it one step at a time, one assignment at a time. And then once I master it, then I will move on. It's gonna take. It's, it's gonna take a minute. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take a minute. All right? I ain't just gonna come out the box, just switching five everywhere. I don't want to be okay. I want to be good <laughs> at well, everything. I'll-
2: I love that mindset. I got to sneak this one in. Um stranded on a desert island and you have only one musical album to listen to. What album do you, are you listening to for God, the rest so of your old life? Greg using the
1: word album? Look at that. And I'm 10 years well, old. Well, yeah, like
2: cuz that's what they right. are, They're,
3: like. Marvin Gaye what's going on? Wow. Oh that. a, you're it, so you're an old soul then. It, uh, just su-
2: I did not expect that. You're hey, just
3: you're just I,
1: sucking up to Riley. <laughs> that's all that is. That's that's the, that's that's the Motown thing. We know that he's taken over. Anytime we go to a practice and we hear the Motown, like hey, Pat's in charge. Well, Pat's U, always in
2: charge. U D went with Tupac, all eyes on me, because it said the <laughs> double disc, you get extra music, which I thought was a smart choice, but um I'm interested. Uh, that's great, Marvin. Yeah, I love it.
3: All right, you listen to that album, you tell me it's not a good album, tell you right now. I'm, 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 I'm not,
1: I'm not going to argue with that. All right. Give me your, we, we always force everybody to do this here because we know that he tries to break guys in and break guys down in practice. Duncan's told us stories. Others have told us stories. Uh, give me your, your welcome to you're on Jimmy Butler's team moment uh, in practice or, or something else. He ever, he ever go at you. He ever say anything to you at the very beginning that just to test you, because it seems like that's what he does with a lot of guys.
3: I would have to say, um, it was um, it was actually in the playoffs. Uh, we were playing Bam, like it was just me, Kane, Omer, and we were just like, like Bam, just getting Bam reps and just like playing, like being aggressive and just like taking the shots and being more decisive on like what he's doing. And um, Jimmy came up there and he was just like, "Y'all are so bad, like y'all, like, y'all can't guard. You can't guard." And i look at obviously basketball players, like, bro, I can guard. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll guard you. He's like, <laughs> But I haven't had many interactions with Jimmy. I'll have much more, but like, I'm sure that was, that was one. That was one. I mean, it's good to have interaction with Jimmy because I
1: remember Jimmy, uh, when Max was a rookie, Jimmy made Max carry his bags all over the place, and now Max is making $63 million. So it, it seemed to work out pretty well for Max uh, in that regard. And he got and his on.
5: own bag to carry.
1: That's right. No, people are going to have to carry his bags. Now That's all told backs <laughs> that now that he's in Cleveland, they got to carry all his, his bag. But, but again, to, to that, and I'm going to let Alex close here with a question, but when you see Gabe, I know, obviously you guys didn't want to lose them, uh, but Gabe and Max and others kind of get the bag somewhere else, you know, get rewarded for their hard work. Um, I, I have to think that that's encouraging for a guy in your position that like, if you do the right things, That there will be a reward, but hopefully it's from the Heat. But there will be a reward from somebody. Somebody's going to notice when you do that for this organization.
3: For sure. I mean, I mean, they 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 helped me out a lot because they're they're in they were in my position, Mm -hmm. you know. So like, like them like they helped me mature in a lot of ways that I. You know, in the basketball realm, like NBA is different than, you know, common, not not all the best players are going to play. Like there's politics, there's stuff, there's 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 all kinds of stuff that goes into who's really on the court and some stuff that you got to like take on the chin and just understand that's the reality of the NBA and how it works. And they, they schooled me on a whole bunch of game because they've been in those positions. And, and I'm glad that I had those two to show me how to react and adapt. To all the situations that they showed me, so like, and just see them, like, go on and be great and do other things. I did want to see them back next year because you know those are my those are my big homies. But you know, just to see them like, go get paid, and you know, I just I wish the best for all my friends
5: and teammates. All right, Alex, close this out. So this might be the, tough, the toughest question of this whole show. What was your favorite moment of this last playoff run? Ah. Uh
3: uh that that first round was crazy that's all i'm gonna say milwaukee was wild all right oh um i would probably say that when 56 I, yeah, yeah, yeah i would i would say that was that, that was wild that, that was that that was like some real some real basketball right there what got into him I mean, I I know the whole playoff
1: Jimmy thing, which he denies and he throws it. But I mean, I mean, it was seriously like watching Prime
3: MJ in that building. I mean, hey, he was he's a leader. He's a leader. And he needed we needed something from him. And he delivered and he delivered spectacularly. And that's crazy to watch on the sideline. That's, That's 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 all I'm saying. Cause when I saw that, I was just like, okay, this is the fun. This is this is playoff ball right here. This, mm-hmm. this is this right here. said, this so if anything less than this ain't playoff basketball to me, because I it set the tone in my brain like that's what it looks like. That's a high standard. That's this fun. is
1: why Heat fans are so spoiled because they've had the they've had the I know they hate when I say that, but like they they get to see that Jimmy game, they got to see LeBron's prime years do those kind of things, they got to see Dwayne do those kind of things. Uh, It seems like one after another. And in this case, it seems like the Heat have another undrafted find in Orlando Robinson. If I uh, final question here, if I was to say to you in three years, I asked Max this question last training camp, and he's already ahead of schedule now. Um, If I was saying three years, where are you? Not where are you? But what what are you doing in the league? What where where where, you know, where do you stand?
3: I'm doing numbers. Honestly, I'm just I'm uh, in the next three years.
1: Yeah, three years from now.
3: Greatness. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to describe it, man. I just, just great. Just, I don't know. I can't tell. I can't, I'm not going to just be like, oh, we do this, this that, and the third. I'm just telling you, whatever I'm doing in three years is just.
2: I hope it's impacting winning in Miami. That's all I'll say, Oh you I'm right
3: with you. <laughs> right right with you ain't like, got that house yet though? You say you don't have the house yet, right? I don't have a house. Okay. I don't. But you know, I'm one of them people that like they like to see that Kobe Dirk people OG like okay. stay there their entire career. Like I know that don't really happen. Mm-hmm. But like that's some that that's some stuff that I really like. I have like you
2: had a Publix chicken tender sub yet? I have not. Okay. You, you know right. you know Publix.
3: I
1: mean, even Messi goes to public. Going to public. They also have like the natural chicken tender
2: sub, man. I'm telling you, that's what's up. Chicken tender sub. But then don't get your body fat measured the next day.
5: (laughs) 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 Just cut out the bread part. It's like too much bread. I mean, they got the natural hot. If Pat
1: hears about this, he's going to shut down this podcast. I'm good. (laughs) Everybody needs a G- we, we
2: Ask Josh. Ask Jay Rich about it. We told him <laughs> about the public sub, and he went and got it, and he loved yeah. it. Tell Ask
1: him. <laughs> I'm, I'm going right. a- to right. go. We we we'll going to we'll get, well, you, Last year, we talked to Kane uh, before the season, and he said the, uh, the, I asked him for the best restaurant in Miami, and he said, Spoke was walking by us while Alex Brady and I were conducting the interview down at the arena. He said, best, best meal you in Miami. He said the Hard Rock at, at Bayside, sure. and I'm like, the Hard Rock at Bayside, Jamal. Come on,
3: what are we doing here? I mean, that's that's just what's closest to us. I mean, now <laughs> very different because we didn't we didn't been to some spots now. But uh, before that, I had, I was right over there with. <laughs> <laughs> now I was like, oh, great, and I was just like, this is Hard Rock. And then now I went out and I, you know, it's a team dinners and everything. Now I know.
1: You yeah, know, well, we we shamed Spolster when he walked by us there, because we're like, that's seriously like that. Like, come on, Eric, with what you're making now, come on, you could take a bet way better than Hard Rock. So, but I, I'm glad that Jamal progressed a little bit. That's uh, that's good to know. He's another he's another on the list of undrafted guys who uh, has an opportunity this year, um, for sure. Well, oh we'll just go with O now. We really appreciate the time. We appreciate the perspective. Um, we'll see you at training camp. And again, congratulations on, on a great summer league. You really made Heat fans pay attention. Um, and, uh, and they wanted to watch you every game. And, and you got better every game, too, which was kind of cool to see. So uh, appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors, Ocean's Finest. And also, You Break, Wheel Fix. We'll be back with more episodes over the weekend.
4: Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.